Hello everyone and welcome once again to Fun Point, the podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I'm Eddie Colazzo and with you as always is Brooks Oglesby. What's up? Hey. Hey man. Uh, hey, we just spent <laughs> 95 minutes uh, talking about Subterfuge. I'm so game. fucking mad. <laughs> the game we're playing. So, this is only gonna, this, we, we were like, let's get all this out of our systems before we record the, record the podcast because it's only gonna matter to six other people. Yeah, but, and also I don't want to give anybody tactical insight. Uh huh. Well, this this we're recording this on Saturday, so by the time it goes, oh, up, that's true. Yeah, both of us it. will have have won, and everybody won. else will have zero anything. Yeah, if you can't tell, well, you'll know who we are, the people in our game. But it's just been consuming our lives, so it's been very hard to. It's a game where you hear submarines in space, and um, everybody's uh, mean to me, and I'm I do nothing to deserve it. Yeah, is and, mo- and is most of it. And the game, the way it works is, it's a strategy game that's really slow. So you send your guys to attack a place, and it gets like we'll be there in eighteen hours. So that's kind of what we've been dealing with all week for fun. Yeah, I've literally been losing sleep. It's a good game. Everybody it's, should play it. It's a good game, and I enjoy it. But I also hate that it's in my life. I enjoy it. I have um, seven fewer friends than I did uh, a week ago. <laughs> hey, but that's the taste. That's what you, the taste of victory is. You know. Yeah. Yo, I've, I've tasted so many liars this week. <laughs> uh, it's good. Yeah. What else have you been doing? Uh, I've been listening to the Gaslight Anthems. The yeah. The sound, like I have been for the past 10 years. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you think of it, though? I will say I, I didn't have great expectations for it, uh-huh. but, I, but they exceeded them. I liked it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like a joke of of the song. Yeah, I just I didn't write that one down. That one was just an improv joke, special one, live for the show. It actually wasn't an improv joke because it wasn't offensive. So that's true. And famously, improv has to be offensive to work. It's the rule number one of improv. Yeah, you uh, learn you learn rule of threes, and then you learn um, don't turn your back to the audience, and then you just have to memorize all the racial slurs, Mm -hmm. and then you say them one after another, and everyone claps in. In like Mm -hmm. synchronization, and then and then Lorne Michael says, "Hello, would you like to come on Saturday Night Live?" And then you say, "Yes, yes, I would, please." Thank you for six years. Uh, The Gaslight Anthem Fifty Nine Sound. Hey, it's the second studio album by American rock band, The Gaslight Anthem. And did you know they're from New Jersey? Did you know that? Could you tell? did Did you know that Bruce Springsteen? Did you? What if Bruce Springsteen? But again, did you know that uh Charles Dickens? Did you know that Elvis? Did you know Elvis? Who's here? Uh. The guy, the mighty Boston's guy, yeah, uh, Miles Davis, uh, fucking the Counting Crows show up at some point, yeah, all, yeah, fucking they're all here. Brian, are you goofing on Elvis? That's what I always say. Uh-huh. Uh, hey, something that's really funny to me is that Pitchfork gave this album an eight point six. Like that's a good one, right? That's a good score. Like I would, I don't know, I wouldn't expect Pitchfork to like this one. Yeah, did they read the Carly Rae Jepsen masturbation song yet? Um, I don't know. I could check. I do they do singles? I don't like really go to. Pitch I don't. I don't. That much. I don't really. I don't really care about uh reviews. Famously, they don't mm-hmm. make me mad, so I don't look at them. Um. Yeah, I don't see anything on the first page. Okay. Uh. Yeah, it's not 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 as of yet. But what did you think of that song, though? 
I liked it. I, I didn't. Liked it. I didn't. Even though the chorus talks about her making love to herself, I I didn't really get it until everybody was talking about, hey, hey, Carly released a song about honking it. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and listened to it, and I was like, oh, it's really not about actually dancing, huh? It's not. It's about cranking your hog. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. We got about five minutes into this one before that one, uh, came yeah. up. <laughs> hey, hey. Hey, Um, anyway, guys, playing at the 59 sound. Yeah. You want to get into it? Yeah, dude. Uh, first song right here. It's called Great Expectations. Song rules, dude. And it, it's really good. I'm kind of over the start of the song and it sounds like old timey. I've had enough of that in my life. Like, not specifically with this song, just in general. I feel like I've heard this enough before to be like, okay, please don't do this. But the rest of the song is very good. Uh, Hang on, you just turned into a robot. Great! Hey. Hey. Am I better? Yeah. Was I I ever bad? No, you sounded fine. It's literally the moment you started singing, you turned into a robot. I was the robot. Anyway, okay, we're back. It's, it's good to me again. Sorry so about that. Seems like a Craig recording kind of week, huh? Yeah, maybe a Craig on this one. Maybe you're going to put a Craig on this one, boss. Uh, first song, Great Expectations. <laughs> we're back. We're back. Um, I usually save this as, like, supplementary content, but I feel like it's relevant. My stupid, like, drill tweets as Fun Point albums. But this one is the... Can I guess? Yeah. Is it the Rev Up My Motorcycle? No, that's a good one. I was thinking more, just specifically because it even comes up in the first song, I was thinking Girls Are My Wife Constantly. <laughs> no, yeah, that's this one. Yes. He has a whole song about, uh, it's an itemized list of all of the girlfriends he's had. Of all his wives, yeah. Yeah. The motorcycle one is good. Yeah, that's but... what he wants to be, but he's actually All Girls Are My Wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's still good, though. Yeah, and all all of his wives betray him constantly. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I have four beautiful wives who no longer respect me and are the burden yeah. of my life. The dreaded Laramie. <laughs> uh, anyway, this one's good. Mm-hmm. They, this whole album has this whole thing of, wow, this is catchy, and then it sounds great, and I like to sing it. And uh-huh. then you look at the lyrics? Yeah, it's hey ya. <laughs> it's hey ya. Everybody leaves, so why wouldn't you? Listen, the chorus, I was literally, I was immediately like, oh, this is a good album. And it's like, mm-hmm. I saw Tail Lights last night in a dream about my old life, and I was having fun. Mm-hmm. And then I became the Gangnam styling John Cena picture. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody For the rest leaves, of the so album. why wouldn't you? Yeah. It's Damn. like, yeah, dude. Oh, wait till we get to the next one about his friend who died. Yeah, kind of a Mars Volta on that one real kind quick. <laughs> um... Yeah, this one, like, it does the uh, the intro thing that sounds old-timey like a record player, but then the guitar is real, and I like to hear it. It's good. It's, it's again, I don't know shit about music, but they have a lot of, like, the, the nice-sounding guitar, where it's, like, it all sounds like Hopes and Dreams from Undertale, if that makes sense. Yeah, the, like, the gamers, the, it's, like, the, it's, it's, like, upbeat. Yeah, like the twinkly... Yeah. ...kind of guitar, yeah. Um, also, I, I want to get into some Yes, Line Anthem lore for you. Okay. There's a lot, as all... All women are his wives, but specific, like, so Mary, whenever, right. this is like my deductions based on independent study. Whenever, um, he's singing about Mary, that's like, I don't think that's like a romantic partner. You think it's about Jesus's mom? It is. It might be. Maria is like, when Maria comes up, Maria is like a fling, you know, like a summer love. Yeah. That's when Brian becomes Catholic. But Virginia is like the true love. 
Okay. Because in, in in another song, San Andesal, he calls Cole every girl we ever met Maria, but I only love Virginia's heart. So And also, uh-huh. New Jersey is like on top of Virginia, which is like sex. It It is. I'm going to tell Bruce about that one. Just think Let's about see, it. See what he thinks next time we talk. Um, P- people who have a map don't 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 respond. I don't don't know interact. I mean, you're technically correct. Yeah, the best kind of correct. Um, I also uh relate not because of having every wife, but uh, it's like Mary. I worried installed every night of my life. Better safe than making the party. Oh Maybe yeah, I- that was yeah. I was like, oh, this is a good album. I've never had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I just sat beside. I sat by my bedside with my papers and poems. Like, uh-huh. yeah, dude, yeah, like a normal one. Do you know? Uh, you're an you're an Englishman. Do you? What is? Tell me about Charles Dickens. Do you know Great, anything? Great expectations. Yeah, he had, he had a book, and that was it, it. Yeah, never read it. I'm not a Charles Charles Dickens man. Yeah, uh, my entire experience with Charles Dickens is that like I did he do um who did the the Christmas story. With the ghosts. Uh, I think that's him. That sounds like him. Yeah, yeah Christmas he, Carol. he did Scrooged. Okay. And every time that I'm like a low status character in an improv scene, I'm just like a, you know, a little Dickensian, like street urchin, Cockney accent boy. Yeah. Oi, oi, gov you me dad. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oi, pit uh, me a nickel. That's what, <laughs> that's what they say. We also get, um, the first reference. Well, I guess Great Expectations is like the first reference because it's a title, but like musical mm-hmm. reference. Yeah. He's like, it's funny how the night moves. Having a song from 1962. That's fucking uh, Night Moves by Bob Seger. Right. Yeah. So just a lot of those. There's one song on here that's like half of it is just references to other I've got to listen. I love this album. I love Brian Fallon as far as I know. But the man wrote about 10% of these lyrics. He did. And they're and all the about rest, big rest. cars and big shoes and having a life. The rest is, yeah, it's like, oh, why wouldn't you? And then it's down in jungle land. Yeah. Like every fucking line. It's a pretty good song. Maybe you know the rest. Yeah. You know? He just doesn't even, that's, I do know it, Brian, and I like yeah. it. But you gotta do a little more work sometimes. Mary, it's been a hard day's night and I've been working like a dog. Uh-huh. It's pretty good. <laughs> the boss man's getting me down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a lot of bosses on this one. Yeah, no, it's it's mostly some, wives. They're mostly wives. There are parts about like working hard. Yeah, the boss never is a character in this one. The story from Jungle Land with the rat and the the sandals girl or whatever happens like eight times on this album. Especially when he starts fucking about fucking angry Johnny and broken bones <laughs> Matilda. Uh-huh. Still a mystery to me. I've listened to this album for ten years. I don't know who angry Johnny appears on their first album. Mm-hmm. So it must be like an actual friend of his. Yeah. But I could not tell you. It's the sequel to Waltzing Matilda. She didn't know how to waltz and she became Broken Bones Matilda. But he he does reference Waltzing Matilda on the first album. Does he really? Yeah. Well, there you go. It all makes sense now. Thank you for finally helping me put it together. Yeah. Thank you for my, thank you to my sixth grade chorus class for teaching me the song Waltzing Matilda. Anyway, Great Expectations is good. Good way to start the album. Uh, Let's talk about the title track, the 59 sound. Uh Uh-huh. Huh? Yeah. Ow! (laughs) It hurts to look at. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a fun, like, you know, you put on the record and you listen to Richie Valley or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I like to sing this. 
They yeah, I thought it was going to be a fucking Uh-oh. my my Miss American Pie. Like I thought it was going to be some fun, like you know. Nope, it's about his friend who died in a car crash, and he and could, then and he, he wonders what it'll be like when he's in the box, and he wonders if his friend heard his favorite song before he died. Yeah. Ow. <laughs> so kind the of song, a fun one. But the the thesis of the song to me seems like, hey, if you have existential dread, you should check it. Ch- listen to Elvis. Have you ever heard of Elvis Pressman? Because you're going to hear about him when you listen to this album. So young boys and young girls ain't supposed to die on a Saturday night. It's Yeah, it's true. So just taking, the, does that mean they're, like, other nights are fine? Like, if you're going mean, to die. I'd rather die on a Sunday yeah, cause than then a Saturday night. Before Monday comes around Garfield funny, and then you have to, like, go do things again. Like yeah, you get, and you it's get like people are, the weekend. People are already at the church, so your funeral would be really well attended if you did Perfect. like one of those famous same day funerals. Uh huh. That that we know and love. Uh huh. This is the band's most like popular and successful song. Really? Yes. But great yeah. expectations was so much more fun. I know this. This one got like radio play. Huh. Yeah. Weird. Uh. So, hey, it's fun, and he's yelling the 59 sound, and everyone's singing it, and yeah. And then I wonder if you were scared when the metal hit the glass, because I was playing a show down the road when your spirit left your body. Listen, dude, it's like the second verse is like, hey, you died in a car crash while I was at a concert, and I didn't know until it was too late. Listen to Elvis. Like, what? Young boys. Young girls. Because we were kids, and we used to hang. And also, also, That that part's really good. Did you hear the rattling chains in the hospital walls? Like, that's another Charles Dickens thing, right? It's the it's, scary yeah. ghost of Christmas past. It's the ghost. Of, the but Mar- it's, Mar- it, but it's also, like, the angel of death or yeah. something. Uh-huh. All right, Brian. Shit. All right, Brian. Um. Anyway, this is their most popular song, and it's the, the most depressing song in this album. It's good. Yeah, it, just, like, it seems like it's the opposite of, like, Modest Mouse, where, like, their, their one positive song got the radio play. Uh-huh. And, and and then you get to the rest of it and you say, ouch, this hurts me to hear. Yeah, oof, ow, ooh. <laughs> Bone-hurting music. Uh-huh. Um, anything else uh, to say about uh, this one? Not really. It just made me remember that I need to make my my oft-put-off uh, funeral playlist that I've always wanted to make. Uh-huh. Because yeah. I don't want fucking... You know? Do you... Mm-hmm. Have you ever planned out your entire funeral, Eddie? No, but it sounds fun. Because it's like, I don't want people playing fucking Danny Boy at my funeral. I want them to play, like... I've always thought it would be really funny if, like... I want them to, as I'm lowered into the ground, they better play fucking La Cucaracha. Yeah, like, they should play, like, the fucking John Cena's theme music as I'm being lowered into the ground or something. And and then John Cena's there, too, and he likes it. Yeah, and John Cena's there, and he eats my ashes. Uh-huh. And becomes Different stronger. Strength. Hey, remember? Um, I don't want to talk about Crowdjewel. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wasn't gonna. I was gonna. Make oh, okay, a good. About the the biggest wrestling news this week was Austin Aries and the weird thing he tweeted. Oh, it was like kind of like a tiger eating a human person's ass. It was a three eyed tiger man eating a human woman in the sexual way, and then it said like something along the lines of vegan girls don't taste like battery acid and wet pennies. Yeah. Because they don't eat Slim Jims and mac and cheese. (laughs) It's gonna really, really suck in, like, eight months when I have to go find that tweet again and make it into a Jon Snow joke. 
Uh-huh. I'm not looking forward to that well, one. Well, just like find it, find it now and bookmark it, and then yeah, I just you know I don't want to have that you know bookmark on my computer. True. All the other Jon Snow stuff is fine, but that's you know too. It's far. just because Austin Aries is the world's smallest, loudest man, and I don't like him. Yeah, he's constantly mad online. Yeah, don't know what that's like. Yeah, can't, can't relate. Anyway, next song we have here is Old White Lincoln, the first big car of the album. Get the fuck out of the car, long hair. That's what I like to say. That I didn't know what he said until yesterday when I looked this up. Same. It just sounds like... Yeah, it sounds like the episode of uh, The Simpsons where Flea says, Hey Mo" from across the recording studio, but they just kept it in because it was so loud. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this is basically exactly a Cure song, a song by The Cure. Uh-huh. Is it just like Heaven? Is that know. the the Friday I'm in Love band? Yes, it is. Okay, but it's li- it's literally the same song, just the lyrics are different. Yeah. So give that a listen. Back, give these a listen back. But should I do my funny bit where I play it on my phone and it sounds bad? Yeah. Okay. Let me first. I'll bring up um old. Let's see. Spotify. Old white Lincoln. Here's here's how this one starts. The big car starts up. Yeah. All right, sounds good. You know, it's just like this is like a cool groove, yeah. and then like the, the I'll like stop the world and melt with you, and then the twinkly guitar comes in. Right? Okay. Now here's the fucking Cure song. I think it's just like Heaven. I don't really listen to the Cure, so. It's kind of the same one, huh? It's kind of exactly the same. Show me, show me, show me. It's the same song. <laughs> yeah, but this one has high top sneakers and sailor tattoos. Okay, so here, a uh, frequent person I mentioned on this podcast, my friend Chris, who started listening to the Gaslight Anthem when I did. Okay. We, okay, so we have been working out this specific lyric for years and just cannot interpret what it means. Okay. So, okay, the chorus. You and your high top sneakers and your solo tattoos. Got it. Yeah, it's old... okay. It's a it's a it's a girl and she's got high top sneakers and she's got tattoos. Can see and that. And your and your old fifty five that you drove through the roof. Conspicuously, no genius annotation for that one. That see, that's where I lost the I lose the plot because a little bit. I I believe the old fifty five would be recording or or would be referring to a car. Yes. So like, she drove, she's high, an old high jalopy. and sailor tattoos, and she drove her big old car directly through the roof of her own house into space. Mm-hmm. Because then it says, of the sky up above, these indifferent stars. So she's she's breaking, she has reached escape velocity. Yeah, she's <laughs> using her brilliant bone blade to launch herself into space, and, and then, then becoming an indifferent star by stopping thinking. And eventually she stopped thinking, yeah. Yeah. And that's the worst part. Anyway. Also, it's like, so it's like a, it's a, it's, I think this is another one of his wives that he likes. Mm. But then he, you know, it's like, ah, oh, you're good and you have cool tattoos. But he describes you drove up like a parade, which I don't uh, know about you, but there's nothing that I hate more than a parade. It's, it, she's just in, in the car fucking like honking horn, honking like big horns, like a cloud <laughs> horn, and, like, there's a uh-huh. fucking Pikachu float. Hey, Brian! Hey! Mind if I destroy your house with my big car? Just busting through the Sonic drive-in. 
Um, also, later in the song, he says, and I always dreamed of classic cars and movie screens. And I'm like, damn, dude, me too. Can I say I never thought about that in my life? <laughs> it's just like a cool thing to think about. Yeah. Sometimes I, I go into my, uh, go into slumber and I imagine like a big drive-in theater and then I wake up. Uh-huh. But I never, I, like, if it was one of my dreams, I definitely would be driving my big car into space. Yeah. So I relate to that. Also, bring a dollar with you, baby, in the cold, cold ground. That's Tom Waits. Oh, I thought that was like an ancient Greece, like River Styx kind of thing. But it's just kind of a Tom Waits one. It's just, it's just kind of a Tom Waits one. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to get, uh, in an interview. <laughs> That's fair. I, I just think it's very funny. I don't know much about Tom Waits, but mm-hmm. I know that it's funny that he has a song called Cold, Cold Ground. Cause I yeah. would have, if you, if you told me if we were doing a funny improv scene and you, and you said, and we were, it was you and me together on stage and you were like, Oh, it's my buddy, Tom Waits. And here's his new song. Like I would be like, uh, here's my new song. Cold, cold, cold ground. Cold, ground. That's how Tom Waits. Yeah. Felt. He's just like a slowed down radio DJ to me. <laughs> uh, hey, I just clicked a genius annotation and it says in an interview, Brian revealed that he had a girlfriend, of course, who drove oh, her, gra- wow. her, gran- her grandmother's 55 Lincoln after her classes were over for college. They would race at dangerous speeds down the highway to get to their rendezvous at cafe. The fucking my 1955 car that goes dangerous speeds of 40 miles uh, per uh, hour. Top, top speed of 42 miles per hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. You want to get to the, uh, to the next one? Yeah. High Lonesome is what it's called. The drum. Oh, first, first I want to say the drums at this one start very fast and I like it. Could you remind <laughs> me of the drums? There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The drums on this album sound so fucking good. Like overall, mm-hmm. it's really good. Just how yeah, so, they, like, got, so they got some good, good twinkly guitars and nice drums on. Also, them. also gotta complain. Way too much reverb on Mr. Fallon's voice. He sounds yeah. like a ghost all the time. Well, I mean, he so, kind of sort of wished he looked like Elvis, which is like he Elvis is now a ghost, and maybe he's like you know performing Elvis. Yeah, by like being a spooky ghost on this one. So now you mentioned the 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 king of rock and roll, which he invented, by the way. Um, yeah, famously. And the chorus of this one is, Maria came from Nashville with the suitcase in her hand. I always kind of sort of wish I looked like Elvis. Uh, Genius graciously says this is a reference to a Counting Crow song. Yeah. Which says, Maria came from Nashville with the suitcase in her hand. She said she wants to meet a boy who looks like Elvis. Yeah. So, a little bit of, you know, some artistic liberties taken on that one. But, uh, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and... I was going to bring this up later because there's even more egregious songs that do this. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying if I was uh, a music theory teacher at college and my final project was to write an album and give it to me, I just think that my plagiarism detector would flag this album. So Turn It In would kind of give this one a... Yeah, Turn It In would kind of be like, hey, 70%, you should check this one out. Give this Run, run through this one again. Yeah. Yeah, kind of weird that he named the next song 10th Avenue Freeze Out, but, you know. Yeah. What are you going to do? But, I mean, it, it, I, I do like it. I do like I it. I do like 10th Avenue Freeze Out. And also, anytime, like, I get mad that Brian Fallon is just, like, stealing other things, then he says, like, in my head there's all these classic cars and outlaw cowboy bands. I always kind of sort of wished I was someone else. Mm. And you're like, damn, dude! Oh, uh, damn, he's doing it on purpose. He, It's, it's like a thing! 
He wants he's like to be. Ch- he's like Charlie Haas. He's the wrestler that would come out as other wrestlers. He would come out in like Hulk Hogan costumes and stuff because he's a he's a floating signifier. He's the desert of the real. But also, he's really cool. But he thinks he doesn't think it like it's everyone else. You know? Yeah. yeah. And also, he mentions being a cowboy a lot more than I thought he would. In Got this a lot of cowboy songs in this one, huh? There's a lot of potential for cowboy because this one specifically references outlaw cowboy bands. Outlaw cowboy bands, and when our new boots hit the ground, they made a high and goofing sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this also, this one also talks about the horny Bruce song, right? Yeah. So a couple of things I want to get. Well, I'll go in. Uh, yeah, hit me with your, Yeah. There's one part where he's like. And the crowd, the scoop, the temple that the school boys praise, and the crowd shuffled in. There's a little drum feel. It's like, and it's so good. Uh-huh. And he only does it once in the song. And I always Sad. look forward to it because it's the best part of the song. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and then, okay. So here we get a double. Okay. So there were Southern accents on the radio, a reference to the 1985 Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers album, Southern accents. Naturally. And at night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet. It's a pretty good song. Maybe you know the rest. That's literally from Squire Guy's OK Cupid profile. It's from Squire Guy's OK Cupid profile, and it's also from Bruce Springsteen's "I'm on Fire." Is the is the sheet soaking wet because not to be blue, but is it because of like the like the okay in the the source material? I believe he wakes up with the sheet soaking wet because he's sweating about how horny he is, but it is sweat. Okay, so I didn't know if it was like a like a sex fluid or if like he had like one of those like dirty nighttime dreams or the something. Origi- the original lyric is that at night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet and a freight train running through the middle of my head. So Okay, so yeah, he is just in the freight train is a metaphor for being horny. Being horny. So yeah, like, oh no, it's coming. And he can't deal with it. Like one, you know, bullet train to Bruce's house. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, um, high speed rail. High speed rail. And then when our boots they hit the ground, they made a high and some sound. That's good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's, guess it's, it's good that you like it because he also says it a million times. Yeah, at the end though. Yeah, he it's the it's just like the famous uh, hiding on the back streets, Bruce Springsteen. I don't imagine bringing that one back. Yeah, it's the Bruce invented saying things over and over again in an outro, and Brian Fallon perfected it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up we have film noir. Uh, this is where the album like slows down for a couple songs. Mm-hmm. I like the fast ones. Yeah, you like the bops. Listeners know that about me. Uh, again, also, genius on this one, not helping me out, does not know the uh, the identity of Broken Bones or Tilda. Saying baby it honey does, child. It really does kind of sound like a JoJo character. It's like Leaky Eye Luca. Leaky Eye Luca, Broken Bones or Tilda. Yeah, damn. But fucking... Broken Bones or Tilda is in part nine. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Fucking, um, so, like, film noir is, like, it's an improv game where, like, you're doing a two-person scene, and then, like, there's, like, usually, like, you know, film noir music playing. Whose line? And have you, have, do they play it on whose line? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, you know, but, like, so, for, like, the first 25 seconds of the song, it's kind of like, oh, you know what, I could fucking play this, like, you know, like, when we're doing film noir at my improv club, and, like, we could use this as the music. And then this big fucking bass drum comes in, and they sort of drop the theme entirely. Yeah. Bow, bow. That's how it comes in. Uh huh. Yeah, it comes in a steel rock and roll to me. It's like, where did that come from? Uh, in the chorus, I like the guitar and the the theme. Like a lot of basically all their songs are just four chords, but the guitar, the lead guitar, is usually doing something cool in the background. Yeah, to hear. 
And this is uh, so this is this is also a song where it starts out like a fun film noir motif. And then he talks about how he spent the last 10 years of his life living in the outsider's book. And mm-hmm. then he talked about how he talked about one of his detestable wives that he doesn't like. <laughs> one of his detestable wives. Yeah. So the first time I heard this, uh, yeah, it's like later on in the song, he's, he says, you're sure he's, it gets horny. I don't like it. It gets like, whatever. We'll get to when it. When it talks about like her Monroe hips and shit. Yeah. He says, you're sugar and spice and everything nice. But the way he kind of like tweaks it to fit the meter, he says like, you've got Monroe hips, your poison lips and knives. The first time I heard it, I was like, did this man just say she has mongrel hips? <laughs> because that's very rude. Listen, he's not happy with this this woman. I'm glad he didn't so, say that. She she remains unnamed. She's not even a Maria or anything. So mm-hmm. you know, that's how you know she was the bad woman. Yeah. Who did something mean to him. <laughs> anyway. Don't take it so hard and don't you cry. Cross your hard heart and hope to die. Don't you tell me no more lies. You lied all the time. Just kind of getting a little more yeah, uh, aggressive kind of a, as it goes on. Yeah, kind of a, a famous, you know, rock, here's why I hate women song. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, this is one of my, like, lesser favorite songs on the album. It's like, I, I, you know, at this point, I still like like the song. I'm having fun. I just am running into the problem where I can't relate to how every singer we we ever talk about on the show Mm-hmm. talks about how they've been spending the last 10 years like being a greaser uh-huh yeah i haven't i somehow i lived the past 10 years and i can't recall spending them doing anything yeah like where's where's the songs about the gamers you know where's oh um fucking deltron did that oh yeah he, he invented gaming music yeah he invented gaming music yeah <laughs> fucking i hate playing i hated playing pac-man because it was so famously quiet uh-huh. And then Deltron came along and he said, uh, my hard drive explodes while my while my computer implodes. And then and Del- Deltron finally, he said, he said something about rival schools in a song. And we said, oh, games exist now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they 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 willed in uh, PlayStation 2 mm-hmm. into the world. Uh, thanks, Deltron. Uh, yeah. so this, gonna... is the, this is one of the major That Feel When No GF songs in conclusion. Yeah. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to the next song and then we'll check in with the... Uh... I was gonna say Speedwagon Foundation. The, I guess it's just the Patreon for this. Yeah, this show. the cool, the cool. Uh, Miles Davis and the cool. Miles Davis. All right. So, hey Brian, um, what's the next song in your album called? Oh yeah, this one's called uh, Miles Davis and the Cool. How does it go? Like Miles Davis, I've been swayed by the cool. Thanks. Okay, man. I got it. Um, so this, I, I feel like I um described the Gaslight Anthem in the past as being like embarrassingly sincere. Uh huh. And that happens in the first verse of this one, where definitely in his life, he fucking kissed a stone and tossed it to a girl's window to get her attention. This is about some fucking rockabilly kid throwing a rock at a girl's windshield, or Uh like her her window at night, Uh and she doesn't like it, so then he starts playing fucking So What by Miles Davis. Like, Uh why would you play Miles Davis when you're doing a funny say anything? To show how cool you are. Right, it's yeah, it's so you're not like trying to do like a like a romantic one. You're just you're like and then and then you, she opens up the window and she's like, "Fuck that guy's cool. I wish okay, that so, I wish that I could follow the rat out into the night." So later see later on, he says like, "Poor Mr. Pitiful, I can't turn you loose." That's Otis Redding. Okay. So that would be like to, like Miles Davis is cool, but like I feel like if you're trying to woo a uh your teenage greaser girlfriend, like, mm-hmm. Otis Redding is way cooler. Oh, yeah. In that situation. 
Cause yeah, Miles Miles Davis is he's he's the casual cool, you know. Like everybody, like I have a Miles Davis record because I want people to think I'm cool. Mm. But like I don't have Otis Redding. Otis mm. Redding is cool. Uh, also in this one, the next he says he moved like a dream I had. I woke up sweating in my room. So hey, bud, we just talked about that one. Yeah, we just the famous horny Bruce train. Yeah, and this is me. So the next and the line after that is your mom has got plans and your daddy's aim is true. This is a big stretch for me because greasers always talk about mamas and papas. But in, uh, what is it, Rosalita, mm-hmm. Bruce does say, and I know your mama, she don't like me because I play in a rock and roll band. And I know your daddy don't dig me, you know? Ah. So could be me making a stretch, but mamas and papas are usually paired in songs. <laughs> so Yeah. Uh-huh. The, anyway, this- the, the part where it goes down, down, down is a fun part. Yeah, that's fun. That's good. Uh, one more kind of brief uh mystery lyric here. It's uh, so I've been listening to like the Fifty Nine Sounds Sessions album, which is like the demos and stuff of this Mm -hmm. album, and it's cool to see like how the songs change and stuff. Um, but on the demo of Miles Davis, they they do the build up, and then he just kind of goes like, "Hey." You know that part? Yeah. This one, he just yells Jackson. Right. Who? <laughs> I am, I am, because, so Genius says it can be either reference to Jackson Cage by Bruce or Jackson by Johnny Cash and June Carter. Mm-hmm. So given that I only know the Johnny Cash and June Carter one, I'm going to say that he's referencing that for the first and only I time this album. I was very embarrassed seeing this band this summer and they played the song and it was Oh no, with- Eddie! I said Jackson, and no one else said Jackson. Oh, no. None of the old fucks around me said Jackson. And I said, Jackson! And I jumped in the air and did a freeze frame. Mm. And Kim was there. So that that made it okay. Maybe it's a reference to... Okay, maybe it's a reference to Michael Jackson. Because, mm-hmm. number one, first point of order, he hasn't referenced Michael Jackson yet. Mm-hmm. And he's a king um, of pop. So King of Pop. Uh, the line before it, we might always be blue. When we mm-hmm. think of blue, what do we think of? Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I was, and, I was going Dabadi on that one. Well, that could also, maybe it's that. Maybe it's an Eiffel reference. But mm-hmm. you know that theory about how Michael Jackson wrote the Sonic the Hedgehog 3 music. Uh-huh. So maybe it's a reference. Maybe Sweet. this is the song for the gamers that I, was, got, that I was wanting. We got some discreet gamer tunes on this one. <laughs> Which is weird because you wouldn't go into a song, a song called Miles Davis and the Cool and think it's about gamers, so but it see, is about gamers. That's what people come to uh come to our show for. We're going down, down, down to give the Pope a copy of Undertale. <laughs> Thank you, woke Pope, for everything you've done. Uh, hey, let's check the Patreon. Yeah, the, the, slash... listen, the Ferris wheel can wait. It's patient. Patreon.com/slash/postgameofthrones. If you'd like to give money to us for the good things we say that you like to hear, you can do that. Um, at $5 a month, you'll be able to submit an album for us to talk about on Fun Point. Uh, you'll get special shout-outs in the episodes, and we'll read a message if you send one in. Uh, and at $10, you get all that, plus special user status in the Discord. Uh, this week's special user... We got a, we got a bump up in the, oh. in the... We got a special user taking it up a tier. Yeah, the P, the P got drive. We have we have people who have upped uh, their donation. Uh, Patreon user Oingozuma Kuwaboingo. Fuck uh, Yeah. <laughs> Nick Jagged, I believe, uh, in Discord. Thank you for that great name. Yeah. Were you just clapping? 
Uh, I was cracking my knuckles, but they were, it was basically clapping. It was basically clapping. So thank you. Uh, and also on Patreon, uh, if you listen to this when it comes out later today, well, you'll get the newest episode of Carry Me Home featuring me and producer Kim in which we watched this month, the number 23. Uh huh. Dude, watched, I can't wait. I can't wait for those fucking rankings. We watched three fourths of the number 23. <laughs> oh, we should have watched two thirds of it. Fuck. Uh, I'll go back and I'll edit that in post and make it funnier. Yeah, just yeah, edit like a little bit of your of the Carry Me Home episode away so it only seems that way. Just to give, not to give too much, but a little preview. You know how we said don't watch Ace Ventura Pet Detective because like it's bad in like it's social commentary? Yeah, it's problematic. It doesn't really hold up. Yeah, this yeah. movie is just terrible. If it ranks above Sly Man, I'll be like amazed on Kim's yeah. list. So. You know, I honestly, I, I don't, I can't, I can't predict Kim anymore. Uh, wild card. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll see. You'll see. See, look for that tomorrow night or so. Yeah. Or today, today night when you're listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, back to this album. It's the patient Ferris wheel. Not fucking the, another the, reference to the horny song, huh? I'm on fire. Yeah. Just kind of straight up on this one. Not tonight, not tonight, honey, I am on fire. Uh huh. So, uh, hey, this one features, uh, so, uh, some guest vocals. Okay. By the mighty, mighty Boston's man, mm. known as Dickie Barrett. That's pretty funny. That's a funny, funny Dick on Rick on name. Yeah, it'd be funny if, like, his name was Dick on. There was some discourse about this one, like, not being as good as the demo. I think it's yeah. fine. I don't oh, know. Oh, the Dickie Barrett's the guy that goes, fine about it. Yeah, we had thought about like it. Yeah, he sounds yeah. like he's in a fucking Tony Hawk soundtrack. It's great. Yeah, laughed about it. Laughed about it. Yeah. <laughs> and and in the original demo of this one, he says, "I never felt so strange standing in the Cleveland rain." He changed it from Jersey to Cleveland. No, it's Jersey now. It was Cleveland. Oh, gotcha. But I guess you could put any two syllable kind of place there. Yeah, t- Tampa rain. Tampa rain. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's all of them. So this is a song about talking to an old guy on a Ferris wheel while it's raining, right? Yeah, pretty much. It just... I've been to New Jersey twice, as you know, because I visited you in your home. Uh-huh. But I still... I don't get, you know, the the idyllic Jersey that I know because I'm hanging out with you and Kim in this nice, like, suburb. Mm. But every every cultural, like marker of new jersey it's like at all times you're either in coney island or you're knife fighting coney, tufts around a, coney a island town. is in brooklyn listen it's a different state i i don't care how many times you tell me this <laughs> okay. why is then why is he singing about a ferris wheel yeah true they they coney island has the it's wait, quick because name people, the closest ferris wheel to you right now um with probably, certainty probably the wonder wheel in coney island yeah nice that's why they're all the other ones are called Ferris wheels because they can't get cu- the actual term is Wonder Wheel because it was the first <laughs> one to ever exist, um, uh-huh. and that has like the copyright on it. So everything else is a Ferris wheel. Mm-hmm. Just fun information there. Um, this is a, a fun one that I like to hear because it's fast. Yeah, and it goes. When it starts, so I like to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty much it. It's fine. It's definitely about Coney Island. It's probably, yeah, it's most Because it says, like, Carnival Lights, 4th of July, Boardwalk Talks, and, like... Yeah, and he does say Jersey Rain, so that's, uh, 
geographically <laughs> where Coney Island exists. So yeah, he's, he's it's probably about Coney Island. Listen, we're listen. We are borders of social constructs, and mm-hmm. that goes for states too. True. Uh, Brian Brian loves ambulances, though he sure does sing about them a he lot. Ends up in or around them a lot. Hi Kim. Hey, yeah. Cool shirt. Is it because Fun Points recording? Yeah. Kim's wearing her NSYNC shirt. One oh, of her cool. NSYNC shirts. Yeah, I was gonna ask. You only have one. Yeah, the okay. other ones are in the attic. They're oh. from fourth grade. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, the next song is called Casanova Baby. Mm-hmm. And this is a song about how he wants to to have a lot of wives and um. And kiss them and stuff, but he's uh-huh. he's not really a Casanova. He's not really a Casanova, and he has to work hard with a hammer all all the day. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another the, another part in this one where he's like, and sometimes nothing comes out right. Bam, bam. And that's mm-hmm. that's the, the other part that I look forward to. I um I I enjoy the song, and I like that it has the Undertale hopes and dreams guitar. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I liked the most about it was the way that he says architecture. A strange word to put in a song. Yeah. And it stood out to me. And I don't even remember how he says dance upon the architecture, but I remember being like, it's good. And dance upon the architecture. Yeah. It was just, it was just fun to my ears. It was a nice little, it was popping a treat into my ears. Uh, Kim, uh, this song references the fun name of Mustang Sally. Ah. Do you have a story about these words? Yeah. My college roommate. Uh huh. She. She's a model now. She's. A great model now. Uh-huh. Um, she accidentally thought that the words were Mustang salad mm-hmm. up until college. Yeah. That's the story. Mustang salad. Mustang salad. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. Does it sound good? Yeah. It's like my father tuple. <laughs> um, yeah, twinkly guitar, good drums, uh, architecture. If you scroll down on the genius page, there's a part where it's like, I'm still these nervous feet and heart of stone. And the mm-hmm. only thing that like has an annotation is heart of stone. And I was like, holy fuck, Lady Stoneheart. And I clicked it. Mm-hmm. And then it says heart of stone is a direct quote from Bruce Springsteen. She's the one from Born to Run. Um, like, oh. Also a direct quote, I believe, from the King Killer Chronicles series of novels. And so. also from uh, A Song Und- of Ice and Fire. Probably Undertale. Probably Undertale, yeah. And the Angelo Stone from JoJo. Uh-huh. Did you play the, the Undertale again? Yeah, I played one? I played Undertale 2, the sequel. I I, 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 I did it. I sure did cry. It was good. I I that I haven't played it and I never cried. You should play it and so. don't look don't look at how it how people are to talk about it. I don't like to usually. I think we should everything that's like is a fandom should just like erase it. Yeah, people should stop talking. And stop creating. talking about things and enjoying content and having fun. Yeah. Only I'm allowed to. Mm-hmm. You should play. You should play under two. It's good. I'll play under second. Yeah. Uh. To- Toby Fox's Undertale two or whatever. That wasn't my joke, but I saw it. It was funny online. Um. This song's nice. <laughs> it's a good little, little jaunty one in the middle. Yeah. Before we get we get to the bl- cowboy blues, cowgirl blues. Uh huh. Thank you. The the riff even I should mention the title by the way it's even cowgirls got the blues, um the riff true. is the riff is really good. This is like a nice slow country mosh at the beginning, uh-huh. like you it 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 starts up with like just like slowly throwing elbows with spurs on the end of them. Big drum and then it goes into the song, a thing I like to hear. And then we start we get our characters. 
Uh-huh. I, have, I haven't seen Sandy and Grijani or Mary. Heard they got married, might have had a couple babies. Those are three people. Listen. Can't get, can't get double married, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, but, you, you know, probably could, but... All my friends are settling down and starting families, but not me, because I'm cool, and I'm I'm wearing all of their leather jackets now, and I'm playing pinball. I'm myself. wearing all of your leather jackets and making an old man mad, because I'm listening to American Girl. Listen, that's the thing about this one. Mm-hmm. This is sort of where my Zelda timeline sort of gets fucked up. Is this album literally taking place in the 50s? Because, like... It can't the- be. Right. His Tom Petty like, didn't exist yet. I know, and that's that's the only way that you're going to drive an old man crazy, is if you go back to the 50s and, like, you show somebody who fought in World War One, fucking American girl. Yeah, hey, you, uh, this one might be a little too much for you, but your kids are going to love it. She was an American girl. <laughs> fucking I'm in, in JoJo, he's literally an old man. Like... <laughs> Tom Petty is good. Like, I, I like to listen to him, but... Also, I feel like even if you played an old man Tom Petty now, he'd be like, I like this. Yeah, fucking... If you want to drive an old man crazy, you'd show them, like, Lil Peep or something. Yeah. But, um, anyway. He, his his reference pool isn't that, you know, isn't big enough to kind of... Yeah. Tom Petty is the most, like, obnoxious... <laughs> He's not, like, an old blues man, so... Yeah. Old men hate it. Yeah, like I'm, I'm sure fucking he's he has like Bob Dylan syndrome where like he used to be like the cool young college liberal person to like, and then everybody like all of Gen Gen Y like became Republicans, mm-hmm. and now they all like Tom Petty. Yeah, to me, <laughs> the song is like kind of boring, but the riff like carries it and it makes it okay because it's yeah. so good to hear. I I genuinely I like the square dance mosh tone of it. Mm-hmm. You kind of want to throw down, but, like, in a structured way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You sing me a slow song and I'll drive you crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me later that night into the intercom at Walmart. I love Tom Petty songs. I love Tom Petty songs. Can I just say that um, Tom Petty equals life? Equals life. Um, That's this one. Can we get into the song I like the least on this album? Uh, Yeah, but Sally, Sally said, Sally said. Meet me by so, the river's me, edge. Meet me by the river's edge. This is a fucking procedurally generated Bruce Springsteen. It really side. <laughs> if you would have literally, we did Born to Run like three months ago, and if you if you said, "Hey Brooks, remember the song Meet Me by the River's Edge off Born to Run?" I would be like, "Yeah, I think so." Uh, can I tell? So, so John dropped some knowledge on you. So, see, say I've been here for twenty eight years, pounding sweat beneath these wheels. We tattooed lines beneath our skin. No surrender, my Bobby Jean. No surrender and Bobby Jean are Bruce Springsteen songs. Okay. It's they're from Born in the USA. So kinda just put that there. Um huh. anyway. This it's just there's nothing there's no like like even the ones I don't really enjoy that much, like uh uh Cowgirls Get the Blues has like the cool riff and film noir kind of like feels different than the rest. This yeah. is just like this was made by this is just a fucking, like, glossary that you can yeah. just go and find Bruce Springsteen songs. Yeah, you put it's fucking... It's like if I was, we tattooed lines beneath our skin, can't stop my Zephyr song. Yeah, and pretty much. Like, yeah. And it is, ge- like, genuinely a song about washing your sins away in the river. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, kind of cool. 
I, I will say, uh, to Brian's credit, I do appreciate a great work from Brian Fallon. I like that he only uses, like, old Hollywood references that, like, Mia dumbass gets. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always like, I got a James Dean knife on my hip and I'm wearing my Atticus Finch glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, thanks. Like, it's really great that I don't have to look up anything. He's just like, oh, you mean Audrey? Know Marilyn Monroe has, like, famously, like, good hips. Oh, you mean Audrey Hepburn pearls? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh-huh. Thanks, man. Yeah, he's amazed at all the stars beneath that old Hollywood sign. Yeah, it makes me feel like a culture genius. Uh-huh. So, yeah, the, no retreats, no regrets is also a Springsteen. That's no surrender. So, Oh, I was I was looking into, like, the annotation that, like, it's also, like, some some rich millionaire missionary in, like, the 1800s, like, wrote no retreats, no regrets, no reserves, like, in his Bible. Mm-hmm. And, like... Brian Fallon is famously, like, a, a Jesus man. Oh, is he really? Yeah. All of his, like, solo stuff is called, like, Baby, You Ain't Getting to God. Or, like, something like that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, hey, maybe you'll enjoy that if you want to hear him do, like, a blues man voice. And that was like, my one thing. I was like, I love I love this urban cowboy shit, but I wish there was more... I wish there was more Jesus. About the way, the truth, and the life up in here. Uh-huh. Hey, so you have... You can find it somewhere. All right. Um, can we get it to here's looking at you, kid? So you like this one, huh? I, it's the, like, most hetero song to ever exist. Yeah, in the same way that Deltron invented gamers, this in one this, invented heterosexuality. This one invented heterosexuality, but it's it just, like, the toxic, like, I hate my wife type of heterosexuality. Uh-huh. Yeah, so this one, very simple song, four chords. And it's very, like, simple rhyme scheme. It's about him and all the, uh, the women who got away. How do you feel about this one, Kim? I like it. You like it? Yeah. Anything else? Just a good song? Yeah, do you want me to say something, like, mean? No, I just want to know your onion. My onion is that it's pretty good. I like it. Um, I liked, um, the words that say, here's looking at you, kid, because, um, it's a callback to one of your favorite movies. Casablanca. That's it. Well, Casablanca is the movie I say when I want to sound like I know what things are. Yeah. And then my other one is Iron Giant, which is the true one. See? Yeah. Because I'm me, the the Eddie friendship genius. I know that you like the movie Casablanca, and you and and Kim Kim both like it. Uh Uh-huh. They're mean mean to Nazis in that movie. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um... And I've never, I've never seen it. I have ridden the great movie ride at Epcot where they have the famous plane scene. Uh Uh-huh. But, like... I don't really get, like, what here's looking at you, kid, means. Is that basically what, like, Bradley Cooper does to Lady Gaga in his car in the new Star is Born movie? Yeah, pretty much. But what, but that him, he's like, I, I just want to look at you one more time. That's how he talks, right? Yeah, basically. I never actually see, I only see it in GIFs. So I don't know how he sounds in that. Yes, oh, the Silver Linings playbook, he says. And it's then, the Silver Linings playbook. Remember that one from a few years down Remember the road? when he was the sexiest man alive and then Blake Shelton was? Hey, Kim, remember when Blake Shelton was the sexiest <laughs> man alive? You know what? I don't actually disagree. What? <laughs> I mean, like, I see. What? What? He's got that, like, scruff. He's so like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I mean, maybe not alive, but like he'd be sexier up. if he was dead. That's what I, I think. What's your opinion, Blake Shelton? He's, he's not the sexiest man his alive. Humor is. <laughs> you laugh at his jokes. 
I laugh at his jokes. When you watch The Voice when on I ABC? I watch The Joyce on NBC. The Joyce. The Joyce? The Joyce. You thought that one was going to slip by, huh? Yeah. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about this on Carry Me Home. What are you talking about? Why are you mad at me? I did. <laughs> I'm just taking it back. He was in the Ridiculous let's Six. It, let's, let's take it all the way back to when we first met, and all you could do was talk about fucking Paramore. Um, <laughs> what? Red Paramore's hair, good. Um, fucking Christina Hendricks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying either of them are the sexiest woman alive. Okay. I just had an interest in their styles, okay? <laughs> okay. I have an interest in his humor style and his tight. When he says, "Oh, shucks, pants. I pretend to be friends with Adam Levine." Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna be on the Voice and pick a team that loses. He always wins. That's the reason that he's on the Voice is that he always wins. He always succeeds. He's and, he, and, and I did a good impression of him. I mean, he's just like you know that he like will eat good tasting food. What? Which makes him like a good. And he has a twin, right? He doesn't have a twin. Remember from the, from the whatever callback, old callback. Your twin's theory. My we'll, twin's theory. We'll cut this out. Kim doesn't remember. I don't remember it. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> okay. Anyway, can we can we get back to the show? Yeah. We- <laughs> you asked me about Blake Shelton. I I did. I didn't think we'd go down this path. I'm pretty sure I told you that I didn't disagree. Like, who do you think is a better person to be in the running? Like Thor. Why? Thor's Ew. hot. He's like sexy. What about him is sexy? He's that he has abs. Yeah. What's sexy about that? He I has good jokes want too. To flubby flub. Don't you want to lift up a roll and find some some buttermilk find some biscuit granny's crumbs? biscuits that Blake has been <laughs> smuggling from you so he yeah. can eat on the Voice on NBC? Yeah, I want to find a little bit of crumbs in the beard. You have a beard too, Eddie. Yeah, and I keep fucking stashes of treats in there for you. Good. And you say, Eddie, maybe next year you'll be sexiest man alive. I don't want to be anymore. The whole award has been tainted. Here's the thing. Sorry, Why, Brooks. Because I personally like a country boy. Yeah. I don't like. I don't dream about I him. Thought I thought I think knew- about him a few times. I a day. thought I knew you. I watched a video of him yesterday. Why? Because he was on Good Morning America. <laughs> okay. Fucking. Want to cut back and and ask me the question again? No. I don't think Blake Shelton is the sexiest man alive. I don't even think he's It's good. true, and she I should say it. Cup his biscuits. So here's Thank what you for leaving. Game. Kim's going to go. Kim has to leave so she can go listen to Accidental Racist. Yeah. Is that him? I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, happy weed minute. But the thing, happy weed minute. Um, The thing is like. It's me and you versus Kim and Gwen Stefani, who is Blake Shelton's partner. So it is like, fuck, maybe, maybe it's, no, it's the women who are wrong. It's the women who are wrong. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Just like this song. Tie it together. Segue. Back into what we should be talking about. Christina Hendricks was great in Mad Men. Yeah. And I don't know what Kim was talking about. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what she was talking about with that. So we can. um, Yeah, I'm just an old hyper chicken. <laughs> I I may just be a chicken who hates Blake Shelton, but that doesn't mean I can't talk about living in Brooklyn with the cool. Mm-hmm. Now I might keep some mint julep in my beard from time to time. Uh-huh. So the, here's looking at you, kid. Is basically 
letter it's like literally letters to girls who broke up with him in high school Mm -hmm. i like the part where he says you can tell her that i'm famous now even though it's fake (laughs) yeah even if that's a lie and who is he telling to like the whole structure of the song is like and tell tell uh christina that uh she was mean to me and that i'm rich now Mm -hmm. but like who is he telling this to like his his buddy like his parents so God, he, and then, and then you know it's hard to tell you this. He was looking at you. So he in the in the film, it's like he says that to like farewell to his love, you know. Uh, and then and he, he, was, like, <laughs> he was looking at you, kid, and he says, and that, then like, fucking Gregory Peck or whoever turns around and says, "Hey, before you get on that plane, I just wanted to take one more looky." Yes, I did. Uh huh. So so that's he's saying like goodbye to someone, but he's also in this song he's telling like the the you you tell these women these things. And also, it's hard to tell you this. Here's looking at you, kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, before he like parts with this person, who we can probably assume is a woman, he's yeah. telling he's telling her to tell all his past like crushes that right. There's a never ending chain of exes that he is passing messages through. Anyway, you you tell them this, and also goodbye. Yeah, I have to go sing about the backseat now. Hiding in the backseat. Hiding on the backseat. Um, that's the next song. Mm-hmm. It's called The Backseat. At the Lollapalooza after show on August 8th, 2009, Brian, Brian Fallon stressed that this song was not about making out in the backseat. Aww. It's about being on the cusp of adulthood. Too young to drive or sit up front, but big enough that you had no room for your knees sitting in the backseat. Yeah, okay, yeah. dude. In the backseat, we just tried to find some room for our knees. Mm-hmm. So this one, I feel like they, Gasoline Anthem never knows how to end an album. Like, it should have ended with Here's Looking at You, Kid, to me. Yeah. Like, thematically and with how it ends, just go on that. But mm-hmm. they always throw in an extra one. And this song is, like, pretty forget. Like, people, fans uh, fans of the Gaslight Anthem may love this song. But, like, I don't. I don't really yeah. like it that much. We have another explicit cowboy reference. It talks about all these cowboys going crazy in the heat. Goes crazy in the heat. There's one thing that saves this song, and it's, like, in the... Before it just goes, like, to the outro. He's like, and you know the summer always... There's someone in the back going, like... Uh-huh. And I like that. Yeah, that's nice. Good to hear. Yeah. Um, um, I had another note about how I was going to talk to you about Ferris wheels, but apparently it's it's the jury's out on whether or not that's actually a Jersey thing. Um, yeah, because this one is a uh, somewhere else, right? I don't know. He's, he's, I, he's, I, well, before that, he says like the wild desert sun. So this this is a desert, yeah. a solitary Ferris wheel in the uh, in mm-hmm. the desert. I don't I don't dislike this song. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do keep thinking about what you were just saying about how, like, thematically, it's like, here's looking at you, kid. I'm very sad. I'm a cowboy. I, I wear a leather jacket and like all He's my. He's wearing a leather jacket on the cover. But the then album. the final song is like, do y'all know what that feel when no legroom when you're sitting in the middle of like a Honda Civic in the back and like you're on a road trip? There is Brian Fallon has never been in a car that was made past like 1962. Right, and those cars were huge. So. I don't know what he's talking about, about yeah. the legroom shit. Brian Fallon's going to see Power Windows one day, and he's going to lose his fucking mind. Wait till you, wait, uh, wait till you get a load of this backup camera, buddy. You're not going <laughs> to believe it. Um, hmm. yeah, that's, Brian that's Fallon's about, he's about 5'8". Like, okay. According to CelebrityHeights.com. Okay, so he's kind of like me, then. Like a, yeah. Like a, kind of a short one. A strong 5'8". Strong 5'8". The king... Pick your head up. Your crown's yeah, falling off. Yeah, your crown's falling off. All these 
these heartless women have been taking it from you. But listen, as as a strong five ten boy over here, I, I know. And that's why I he goes on Ferris. No room. That's why he goes on Ferris wheels all the time because he gets to be tall. He gets yeah, he gets to be big. Yeah, there you go. We saw we solved the gaslight anthem. Uh huh. We broke it down to its bare essentials. So you so do you as a short king? You also like Ferris wheels? Um, they're fine. I I use no, they're okay. I mean, I I could take them or leave them. I you know I'm not a fan. I'm just gonna put that one out there. Yeah, not even like the the swingy ones. The swingy like ones, to, yeah, to me, that's not even a Ferris wheel. To me, that's, like, a good version of it, so I don't even think of it as a Ferris wheel. To you, it's a death trap. Yeah, but a, a good one. It's fun. Catch um, me over on the dra- the fucking Gravitron any day of the week. The Gravitron standing horizontal ass. to the ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only way to ride. Um, and that's a 59 sound, we did it. I liked it. I liked it. It's not my favorite, my favorite Gaslight album is Sink or Swim, their first album. Uh-huh. But this is their most popular one, so that's why I picked it. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I Did hope, you I like hope. it as much as you used to like Paramore? Can we go to questions? Yeah, we'll go to. Well, we need to go to Slap City first. Okay, Slap City. Who goes first? Uh, uh, fucking this week on remember. Slap City, I'm picking Misery Business by Paramore. <laughs> Are you really? No. Oh. I mean, it's listen, it's a good song. <laughs> it's a great song. Uh huh. But um, oh, you oh, went first. You. Last time. I'm going first. So this week, I get to pick a Gaslight Anthem song. And I discussed this with Kim yesterday, that I'm going to pick one of... Are you mad at me? No, I'm, I'm doing like a bit. You're so mad at I'm me. I'm doing like a joke. So I'm not red song. or nude. I'm going to pick the song you told me. Okay, good. <laughs> Actually, I should give the details that Kim... I was like, Kim, what's your favorite Gaslight Anthem song? And she told me, I said, that one don't slap. So it's not going on. <laughs> yes. But the second one does. And if you couldn't tell, it's about dancing with girls and respecting them. Uh huh. Called we came to dance on okay. their first album sink or swim and it has all the typical brian fallon trademarks of like something about a girl and being nice to her and respecting her but it also has completely inscrutable lyrics like describing his dance he says do the jump back jack stop and slide to the right well yeah which is like a, it's probably That's my a favorite part move. of the cupid shuffle it's a cowboy move definitely yeah, but we don't know what that is. And also, he says you've never seen a two-step, two-step yeah. like when you've seen it from your mama's house. I bet Blake Shelton knows what that move is. Yeah, can you ask Blake what those moves are? <laughs> I'm gonna text him right now. Okay, thank you. I really want to know. You want me to look it up, or you want me to text him? I want you to text Blake and ask him what. That's what I mean. Okay, jump back, Jack. Stop. Be faster. Me googling it or me texting him. He'll 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 respond to you quick. That's what I thought. Okay, thank you. So that's my pick. It's called "We Came to Dance." It's a good song. Nice. What do you got? Uh, I was gonna, uh, absolutely wild out on everybody and put an Elvis Presley song on Slap City, but then I said, uh-uh, no, I don't think I'm gonna do that. Um, you, because you didn't want, are you, like, not familiar enough, or are you No, just... I've, I'm, I'm very familiar with Mr. Presley's work. Oh, oh, um, oh, oh, oh. I think, that's my Elvis impression. That's pretty good. Thank you. The cold Kentucky rain, that's basically how he does it. Um, but I was, so I was like, okay, so I'm not gonna do Elvis, so, like, what's another... What, like, what is a walk, song walk, that slaps from the Elvis years? Walking in Memphis. Listen, <laughs> no. 
What? Walking in Memphis is a song I would put on the op, like, our, our, our no, no slap playlist. No slap, anti slap. Yeah. Slap free. It would be that my two first two weeks would be Walking in Memphis and Chantilly Lace by the Big Bopper. Mine would be Christmas shoes. Uh, so, this is a normie pick, but I'm not gonna apologize for it. It's it's Jolene by Dolly Parton. I was gonna pick Jolene! Really? <laughs> uh, I had it queued up! But it's good, so I'm glad it's on there. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a great song. I was just on Spotify last night, and I was look, listening to some Elvis songs, and I was like, you know what this song reminds me of that slaps even more Jolene, so we're going to do that one. I, I d- had it in my list of potential picks, so yeah, I'm glad it's, it's on there. It's real good. Now I'll just get to pick some other garbage that you'll hate, so. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, th- thank you. Thank you. Th- th- this is like, the, it's the reverse, um, here's looking at you, kid, because it's about one man. And yeah. she doesn't want Jolene to take to take him. Mm-hmm. So if you think about it like that, and I do because it's a great song. We should fucking if we ever do Peacock Meetup again, we should do it at fucking Dollywood. It's a good theme park. We should. I I like to check it out. It's it's probably like equidistant from every member of Peacock. Yeah, Peacock. it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. So let's get into questions. If you have a question, you can send us an ask at funpointcast.tumblr.com or email us at funpointcast at gmail.com. First question comes in from a friend of the show, Maxi Bajillion, asks, uh, you probably mentioned it, but the Gaslight Anthem put a 10th anniversary album of the 59 Sound this year, and it's full of demos and unused versions or early versions of the songs. Mm-hmm. I prefer the demo version of the Patient Ferris Wheel to the final version. So are there any other demo or unreleased versions of songs that you prefer to the final version? I don't know. I usually don't get into demos and stuff like that because I'm just like, this is like, for some for some reason, if it's not like the real song, I feel like I don't enjoy it as much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's kind of like a cool thing to check out once, and then I'm like, okay, but this is the real one. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's, one I listen to. That's usually my take, but um, AJJ, the famous folk punk band, made a mistake, and they when they released their album Christmas Island, they released a very good song, Do Re Mi, Do Re mm-hmm. and Me, um, but they didn't, they didn't release the better demo version, which op- it, Sean, the singer, sounds like a ghost the whole time. And mm. in the demo version, which is way better. And also it opens with like a 45 second clip of one of the people from like the Heaven's Gate, a Kale Bop Comet cult, um, mm-hmm. talking about how he was the son of God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just it's it situates the song much better. It's much better that way. Mm-hmm. So that's, the, that's my one. Uh, Tumblr user Cosmiver asked, what if it was the 69 sound? I have been thinking about that. Hey, Kim, what if it was the 69 sound? It'd probably be a better album. It probably, it would, probably would be your number one album. It probably would be the problem album. is like Brian is constantly singing about how he he wants the sixty nine sound, but he all of his wives betray him and don't give him the sixty nine sound. Yeah, so maybe maybe ten years from now, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, friends of the show, Chie Satanaka is on Tumblr asked, "What lyric on this album gets you in your feelings the most?" For me, it's the chorus on High Lonesome. In my head, there's all these classic cars and outlaw cowboy bands. I always kind of sort of wished I was someone else. Always fucking ruins me. Um, 
Probably Broken Bones Matilda. Yeah, probably Broken like, Bones Matilda like for this Existentially. One. Yeah? In that sense, because I don't know what that means. Or who that is. Uh-huh. Or why that's her name. But yeah, now it's in your brain forever, and it's kind of scary. It's in my brain forever. Um, probably gonna have to go with the normie everybody leaves, so I wouldn't use. Probably it's, it's, the one for me. Yeah, it's extremely Selena, Selena face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that one. Uh, also, another one about uh, the other version of the patient Ferris wheel being better. So, big, big, wow. big division on that Listen, one. There's a lot of controversies on this week's episode. So, uh-huh. uh, less, less question this week comes in from Tumblr user Creepy Shower Kid, who asks, the 59 sound does one of my favorite things, which is that it makes me nostalgic for stuff that's never happened to me. Uh-huh. Is this weird or has this ever happened to either of you? Yes, when I listen to the 59 sound. I yeah. Anthem. I haven't done shit in my entire life. That's like most of the music I listen to. Mm-hmm. When it's like, like, oh, yeah, I remember. I'm so nostalgic for fucking Fugazi in Washington, uh-huh. D.C. Oh, man, that was such a great time. You, like, what is my... Like, yeah, 90s kids will remember this. Like, yeah, but... I'm not like, damn, I wish I could watch fucking... Damn, Rugrats I'm craving again. some Dunkaroos. <laughs> Dunkaroos would be pretty good. Yeah. You know what I saw? Okay, I lied, because I, the other day I saw a picture of that gum that was in, like, the uh, metal container that looked like Band-Aids. You know okay. what I mean? I saw that, and my chest caved in. Do you... Here's a gum question for my favorite baseball friend. Do you like B- Big League Chew? I don't... So... Big League Chew isn't, like, taste... It loses its flavor extremely fast. While it has it, it's good. But the fun part about Big League Chew is you get to customize, like, the fucking wad of gum you want. Uh-huh. Because sometimes you just want it's a It's like big, a fun dip sort of situation. Yeah, you take... And it's, like, funny tobacco that you put in your mouth and you chew it up. And you can make it as big or as small as you want. And that's the fun part of Big League Chew. So I can eat through a whole pack in one sitting if yeah, I Yeah, so it's, it's... it's Or I can put it in the side, like... um part of my car door and forget about it for three months yeah so. you can finally chew on sawdust without being judged yeah exactly cool um yeah that's it that's all our questions funpointcast at gmail.com or dot tumblr.com that's all of them thank you for sending them in uh i believe it's time for you to pick for Oops. our next episode uh so I, I i called an audible at like uh 10 a.m this morning so i don't have a big preparation for you mm-hmm. um on this on this album, but uh, here goes nothing. Before hey. before you get it, can I ask? Yeah, is it Red Hot Chili Pepper? It's not Red Hot Chili Pepper. Oh, okay. Every week I'm expecting it now because it hasn't happened yet. No, because we're still. I'm. I still feel as if we're still in the zone where it's like I want to give you something that I think you might like. Okay. And I Let's don't think you're gonna fucking like fucking. I, I mean, I know that you already love Stadium Arcadium, so we probably won't even do that one anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, true. We don't gotta. That's yeah. But, right. uh, so it's, it's, how, what's the temperature like over there, up um, there in Joyzee? Let me see. It's been pretty, pretty warm the past couple of days. Yeah? It, well, it's 57 right now. Yesterday it was like 70. The 57. 57 field. sound. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay. So what are you, what are you wearing? Um, I, right now I have a white t-shirt and gray basketball shorts is what I'm oh, wearing. Well, that's not going to do when it gets when it gets colder you sh- you sh- probably shouldn't be wearing white uh-huh. um cuz you know you want to wear like darker colors so that you can mm-hmm. uh, get more sunlight and stay more, warm you, yeah you you might uh consider i don't know like you could start wearing purple oh! so i think we i think we should do no, no, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
I think we're going to do Underdog World Strike by Gogo Bordello. I think we're going to do Gogo Bordello next time. Yeah, I think we're going to do Gogo Bordello next time. Okay, I like it. And Thank I'm, you. I am, to be clear, I'm calling it Underdog World Strike because the full title has a reclaimed slur in it that I don't think we should put on the feed. Okay, well, I'll leave that part yeah, out. Yeah, it's Underdog World Strike. You, to me. You, you know what the album is. Uh-huh. Is that the one that the picture's like a slingshot? Yeah. Okay, yep. Great, can't wait. And it's it's got a million slaps in it. It's a good it's a good album to me. Mm-hmm. Everyone in that band has a big mustache. Yeah, dude. It was my first real concert, and I can't wait to talk about it. Great, I can't wait to to hear about it in two weeks. Yeah, in Next two weeks. Week I can't wait it. to see what uh, fucking Bruno Bucciarati is up to next week, and then in two weeks, he he's hanging out with his friends. Yeah, I listen, Eddie. I like him. He's a good boy. Yeah, he's growing on me. Yes, he's good. He's he's the he's the boss of the those little crew, and we'll talk about that next week. So you don't have to hear about anime right now. You should yeah. though. You should like to hear it. You should. Um, anyway, uh, give me some reggae. Uh, fucking what do we say for what do I say for this? It's one? The, the two week. The two weeks is fucking me up. Yeah, I know. Because I was um, about thanks. to say tag someone who's sexually horny, but that's the other. Because <laughs> it's, it's it's Bruce Springsteen. It's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Yeah. Hit somebody with a truck if they're sexually horny. Bye. Thank you. Um, um, thank you to Blake Shelton. And that's it. Thank you to Blake Shelton and uh, Haley Williams. And we'll <laughs> see you in two weeks to talk about Google Bordello and Wear Purple. Yeah, this famous purple song of Star Wearing It. See you then. Bye.